Oh, here we go. All right, there we are. Now it should work. Come on. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Glad you are here. There, we made it. <laughs> Had a couple technical difficulties, but not too bad. We're only one minute late. Um, I kept pressing start, go live, go live, go live. And it kept being like, nah, 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 nah. We're not going to do that. Had to refresh a couple times, but we got her done. Um, I saw something about you can't hear me. Um, can you see and hear me now? Yeah, sound is good there. Okay, cool. Thanks. Yeah, not sure why I was glitchy at the start there, but sometimes it is. All right, welcome everybody. Glad to have you here. I'm Dan, your friendly fishmonger. We do this live fish geek session every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Um, I know, I think Jeff Rose went a little earlier. Hopefully, uh, he's doing well. I haven't seen him in a while. And I think Wild Fish Tanks went a little earlier too. So if you're looking for some streams to fill in the blank that Corey left, um, I think they're going. If anyone here goes before me, uh, let folks know. Shout out your stream so we know what's going down since there's been the uh, day change with Aquarium Co-op stream to Thursdays. So that frees up the slot right before me. Um, so we've got some cool stuff to uh, to share with you today. Let's see here. Where do we want to start? Um, so we're going to do a giveaway. We're going to give away um, some scarlet baddis, which is a fish I'm sure most of you know and love, but we'll, we can talk about them in a second. So we'll get to that giveaway in just a second. First off, though, I want to report something, um, something good, not like I'm going to report you to the principal, but something good. So we had two things of feedback a couple weeks ago in the chat. Um, one was uh, postings on getgills.com that don't have images should not be at the top. So we made that happen. So if you go to get gills now, you'll see all the posts have images. And then if there's any that don't have images, they're under the ones that do. So that all got sorted. The other one, though, that was a good thought was, hey, guppies need their own category because um, there's so many. So we did that. So let me show you two things on Get Gills. Um, I'll show you the guppy thing in a second. But first, I want to show you some stuff that a store on Get Gills called Scountown has. I think these are awesome. Um, they're Zephophorifmii, which is uh, an awesome wild type sword tail. Six of them for 40 bucks, I think is a pretty good deal. And then the other cool library that they have is Nezzy's. <laughs> so these right here. Oh, I got to share this with you. Uh, of course, I'm not sharing. So here's the Nezzy's, which is an amazing wild type sword tail. Fairly hard to find. Shorter sword, but really cool dorsal fin. And this is the uh, the Maiai, which uh, has a very long dorsal fin, is a very large fish. So anyway, I thought that was super cool. Um, but now I want to show you this, which is we have our own listing for guppies. Let me find it. Oh, is this premature? I think I saw it. Yeah, I totally saw it. Oh, here. Well, there's a big fail. It works on my phone. Oh, jeez. <laughs> of course, as soon as I go live. Anyway, guppies have their own category. Apparently, I should have uh, done a little more testing of this before I was like, let me show you this cool thing live. It's probably on there. Jonathan's probably watching right now and going, no, no, push the thing. 
But um, yeah, there is one other cool thing though on here, which I know I shared with folks, but rice fish. So this store, Goldorado Aquatics has the white rice fish. A lot of you were waiting for mine. I ordered in a bunch. They're still not healthy enough for me to sell. And I'm, I'm down to like, I don't know, maybe 20 of them or so. Just every few days, another one just dies. And I have no idea what's going on. I've tried everything. At this point, the only thing I can think um, is that it's something not treatable by medicine. Maybe it's not bacterial or parasite. Maybe it's actually a virus or something that I can't treat. But this store has some, six of them for 20 bucks, which is a pretty good price. Uh, shipping's a little pricey on these guys because they do overnight, but it's really safe. So I just wanted to shout that out. For those that were waiting for the white Japanese rice fish, um, there's some available. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to get you any, at least not anytime soon. So I apologize, but I, I just don't sell a batch of fish if, if the entire batch isn't doing well or I don't know what's going on. So even though they appear to be healthy, I don't want to send them to you and then have you have a problem. So that's where we're at with that. Um, let me show you as well all the fish that are going to be released for sale on Friday, provided everything between now and then goes well, but I'm confident it will because it will, because these have all been rock solid so far. So got some cool stuff coming out of quarantine that will be listed for sale on Friday. The first is Epistogramma Panduro. Have a whole bunch of these. I'm not gonna be able to give you specific sexes. If you leave a note on your order and say, hey, I want mixed sexes so I can breed, then I'll try to scoop out one that is more yellow and one that isn't. And hopefully the one that's yellowish is female and the one that isn't is male, but they're just a little too early. They haven't, there, it's not obvious yet what the sexes are. I would say without the tail, they're just a little over an inch in size right now, maybe an inch and a quarter, but not enough, not fired up enough that I can be like, oh, there's a male and there's a female and get you a pair. I'll try, but don't order if you're like, I need a male and a female, like if you're going to order for breeding, get a group of like six or more and, and, and the odds are good. You'll end up with a pair or two. Same with these. Got some Epistogramma agazizii in. At least I think they are. They're still not colored up. I can't sex these either. They're about the same size as the Panduros. Um, there are a couple that are starting to get some color coming in, but not enough that I'm comfortable sexing them. I'm just not... I'm sure that epistogramma geeks could come and take a look and be like, oh, yeah, you could sex all of those. But I'm not as versed in epistogramma, I, I, at least at the juvenile stage, in sexing them. So I'm just not comfortable doing that because I'll get it wrong and I'll disappoint you. So same thing with those. Now, these are awesome. Pseudomugil Ivanstafi. They are looking great. They've been rock solid, really neat blue eye that you just don't see very often. And I'm so happy to have them in and have a batch that's doing great. So those will be available. Um, <laughs> Johanna, like save me, order them all. I'm gonna be selling these super cheap just cause basically it costs, just cause I wanna move them. Um, because I didn't mean to order these. I, I, I like the fish, but I'm not set up for Mabuna. And so they're doing great. 
they're healthy, no losses. Um, so if, if anyone here likes Malawi cichlids and wants a big batch of Johannai, I can get you a big batch. Now, they all look blue to me. I don't see any yellow ones in there. So I don't know if they're all males or if they're all like a, a blue morph or something. I, I'm not that versed in Johannai. Some of them have egg spots on the uh, anal fin. Some don't. Some look um, really vibrant blue and some look kind of blue, but are less vibrant. I don't know if that's subdominant male or a female of some kind of blue color morph. I don't know, but it really surprised me that they all came in blue because my understanding is that they start yellow and then the males turn blue. So I don't know if I have all males or I just don't or if I have like some kind of color morph. Um, I suspect probably all males, but if you're a Mabuna geek, you can tell me different. These are neat. Um, these are uh, a blue tetra, the Kochu tetra, and they really look, they look pretty much like a silver tip tetra almost, but with a really nice blue to them. And they really are a nice blue in person. Um, even in the bag, they were blue. So I don't think they disappoint. So that's what's coming up. Um, Friday, all these should be out of quarantine, ready to go. I don't anticipate any problems because they've been like, honestly, rock solid, um, up till now. So I, I think we're good. Okay. Let's get to uh, one more, one more housekeeping thing. Um, I, I occasionally I read over the chat after a live stream, just so I can keep tabs on what's going in on the going on in the stream because I can't um, during the live stream live in real time I, I can't keep up with everything by any means so sorry I'm getting the uh, the contest set up so I did notice in, in the last couple of live streams that I, I feel like um, some folks were feeling a little harassed and stuff so I just want to keep a just just a quick note to keep this positive for everybody. I'm, I'm sure that there's a lot of folks that are like, we were just joking around and um, and that's fine. But just keep tabs on the other person. If you're joking around with someone and they're not joking back with you, then then maybe it's time to like pull back. So just I want everyone to feel comfortable here. This isn't a trip to the principal's office or anything, but everyone here needs to feel comfortable and valued. Maybe some people are going through health problems. Maybe some people are, are going through hard times in life. And, and um, so just keep that in mind in your interactions. If they're joking back with you, great, go for it. Have a great time. But just let that be kind of a litmus test. If, if, you're, if you're interacting with someone and they aren't doing it back in the same manner, then, then it's probably time to back off. Okay. Um, oh, and also treat my mods well. Um, they're, they're awesome. They do this for free. They work really hard as every week they work a little harder cause we're growing a little more. And so just total respect for the mods, please. All right. That's it. I'm not going to belabor any of that. So Scarlet Battis. Um, so here's the giveaway to enter the giveaway. Just leave hashtag Scarlet Battis. Let me show you. So here's Nightbot that we're going to use to um, pull up the winner. And right here, hashtag Scarlet Baddis, all one thing is how you win. I'm, I'm trying to make it so that 
this works for everybody. Looks like we have three folks doing, okay, it looks like it's starting to work. Cool. So that's how to enter to win six Scarlet Battis is the giveaway for today. So for those that are unfamiliar, it's this fish. I'm, I'm sure you're all familiar. If you're not, I just released a video earlier today about Scarlet Battis. Um, and they are pretty little hate machines, but there are ways to manage them so that you can keep a big group together. I go over all that in the video. Um, if anyone has any questions about them, how to keep them or anything, that would that would be great. I can chime in on that. And there's lots of people here that have kept that fish who can also uh, chime in. All right. Um, oh, we are at 143 watching. That is not bad at all. If you wouldn't mind taking a moment to share this, like this, get some more people in here, subscribe, hit notification bells, all that stuff. That would be absolutely fantastic. And thanks also to everyone that ordered up Thread Finicaras. Um, sold a lot of Thread Finicaras this last week. They were on sale at a pretty good price for 12 bucks each. Um, I've taken them down just because I want to make sure I don't oversell them. And so basically the dominant, the, the, the big dominant ones, I think are all sold off in the ones that were subdominant. Um, they're totally healthy, but they've been subdominant for a while. So I want to give them a week or two to kind of like experience life without a dominant fish because they'll get a little more robust before I, I list those for sale. So that's why they're off the site right now. For those that are wondering, um, I, I do that with fish that have obvious hierarchy because I don't want to sell a subdominant fish to you if I can just wait a week and have, you know, boisterous dominant fish because it's just they're less stressed and they'll ship better and all that so yeah um okay that's that's what's going on i think i even remembered to go to live chat on this sucker so that's good um i did on the pop out at least so that's awesome <laughs> um so let me get to uh the comments and questions you might have that's what's been going on at dan's fish um, anything else to report? I have a meeting with a potential kind of investor type person tomorrow. So uh, wish me luck on that. We are raising funds right now to expand the business so we can build a, a big warehouse and do this big time. Uh, try to really get in there and make a difference. So that's what we're working on. Um, all right. I'm going to scroll up, look for questions and comments uh, that are addressed to me, highlighted for me. And let's get this chat show on the road. Rockford Fish Keeping. How big are the Johanni? I'm going to say about two inches is my guess. Uh, tip of the nose, end of the tail, two to two and a half inches, maybe. Yep. Am, am I right, um, Rockford, that they start yellow and then turn blue. They don't start blue and then turn yellow, right? That would make no sense. But correct me if I'm wrong, though, in my assumption. L flower one stars. <laughs> Care for his fish like a doctor. Yep, I try to, although a doctor actually has medical training. <laughs> so I'm definitely not a veterinarian, but I, I do do my best. I work really hard to... Uh, to get the fish healthy before I sell them. Rockford fish keeping. No egg spots mean male. Rockford, I thought that the egg spots were the male because then the female goes 
to suck up the egg from the anal, the, the egg spot on the anal fin. She goes to like try to suck up that egg spot as if it was an egg. And I thought that's when he fertilized the eggs that were in her mouth. Um, I thought it was the opposite. I thought egg spots means male. No egg spots means female from what I've seen. But again, I'm, I used to be way, I used to know a lot more about cichlids because I worked at a place that sold just tons of them. Um, but it's, it's been a little while, so I could have got my wires crossed, but I remember watching them do that when they spawned though. Richard Crackle, Crackle, are electric blue Johanni, Melanochromus Johanni, they are blue bull sexes. Oh, they are. Well, in that case, in that case, I think I can sex them. Some have egg spots, some don't. The reason I was confused, I guess, yeah, that is the fish. Melanochromus Johanni. The reason I was confused is, look, here's what I see. Um, when I search for them, that there's, I thought, males and females. I thought that's what this said. It's seriously fish. Let me see here. Am I just, oh, it doesn't say male or female. I guess I saw that yellow one and just assumed that it was one of those like Kenya or whatever, where um, males and females are different colors. But if they're not, then that's good news because then I do have both sexes kind of for sure because some have egg spots and some, some don't. I'll have to look into that deeper. I just, I, I just saw that on the image search and just went, oh, females are yellow, males are blue. Maybe they're different locations. Like, I, again, there's a reason I don't order in Mabuna. They're just not something that I'm, I brushed up on for a long time. It's probably been 10 years since I've uh, dealt with them. So I'm just rusty, <laughs> like a rusty cichlid. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. Annalie, hey, if I win, give mine to Elflower One Stars at Scarlet Baddest. All right, sounds good. I'm happy to do that. So how that works is, um, Annalie, if you win and want to give them away, then email me. So the winner has to email me. So email me and say, hey, this is the person that won. I want to give them to this person and give me that person's email or have that person email me or something just so I can check with them to make sure because... I'm sure it's all okay, but I never want to send fish to someone without, you know, checking in and making sure they're ready for them and all that. But that's very generous of you. Thank you so much. All right, chat jumped. I'm doing that thing. I'm doing that thing where I scroll up. Hang on. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, there we go. I got it. Kelly's Aquatics, if anyone has a question or comment, be sure to put at Dan's fish so he will see you. Yes, that's how it highlights for me. So I know that your question or comments directed at me. Um, if, if you've left a comment or question a couple times and you've highlighted and it, I just don't see it, it could be that you're on a device that doesn't do that. Like when I'm on my Android phone, it doesn't work. I get that. In that case, um, just leave an all caps message for me so I see it. Or Skipper's Aquariums. He's on the lookout for that, too. So if he sees me missing stuff, he'll call my attention to it as well. Carrie Yellen, hey, good luck on your meeting. Thank you, Carrie. By the way, Carrie, I, I looked it up. You were the first purchase from me ever on Get Gills. 
I think that's a true statement. So thanks so much, man. I, I just realized that the other day. Michael Wentworth, what, if any, permits have you had to acquire for your business in Wyoming other than your business license tax ID? What permits will you have to attain with the proposed expansion? So, yeah, um, in Wyoming, they're very business friendly. So it's just those. Also, the import licenses and things, but those aren't state. Um, so there's state level permits and there's federal level permits, right? So um, there's those. There's uh, forming the LLC or whatever with the Secretary of State. And then the permits that I'm going to have to have with the expansion are basically water rights. Um dealing with the right to draw water from a river and return that water to the river. Um, and, and I think that's good. That doesn't bother me because I think that should be, um, I don't want to say highly regulated, but that should be monitored. We never want to be in a situation where we're contaminating the river or drawing so much water out of it that it's affecting the, um, the ecosystem. So I'm totally fine with that, but that's, that's pretty much it. Um, it also depends on if I build in the city limits or outside the city limits, if I build in the city limits, then there's a little more permitting. Uh, they have to approve the building and, and all that stuff that it's up to code for the city. If it's outside of the city limits, then, then it, there's really kind of nothing. Maybe a county inspection, but there's no, uh, yeah, a layer of permitting is gone at that point. So uh, there is a spot um, just like a quarter to half a mile outside the city limits that I, I really like that could work or could not. It's, um, yeah, I mean, I have to see what the draw could be at that location. But before I do anything, I have to raise the money. So, all right. Nathaniel M. Upgrades are great. Good luck, Dan. Thanks. I'm excited about it. Um, Shelby Ray Lane. Positive vibe sent. Thank you, Shelby Ray Lane. Yeah, it's it's going to happen. Like, I'm going to make it happen. I, I don't know the exact path yet. Um, I have spoken to some folks and I know that there is some backing available and things. So, um, yeah, so I, I, it's going to happen. I just don't know quite how and uh, exactly the timeline, but yeah, Michael Brandle, what do you use to cut your styrofoam for shipping boxes? I used to use like a hot wire cutter basically. And then I started buying them pre-cut. It, it started to be, when I first started, I would buy a four by eight sheet from like Home Depot of three quarter inch styrofoam insulation, right? Like you'd use on a wall. And I cut that with a hot wire uh, knife basically. And a big one, right? So that it's almost, it's almost like a table saw, but instead of a blade, you have a hot wire that you run the styrofoam through so that it's all even. It's up against a rail and you can you can shove it through so it's all straight. So that worked really well. But the problem is once, uh, once we got busier and got more customers and more orders every week, I was literally spending a day a week just cutting styrofoam. And that does save me money. If I went back to that, I would save money. It costs quite a bit to purchase the pre-cut styrofoam liners. 
but it's an entire day. And that's a day I can make another video or I can um, do something else in the fish room or find another supplier or another source for something I'm looking for. So it's worth the extra cost just to free up my time. But if you're not doing a ton, a hot wire cutter is is definitely the way to go. I mean, before that, I use like a serrated kitchen knife, but then you get jagged edges and the edges are kind of crumbly and things that hot wire cutter. That thing is awesome. 154 watching. Thanks for being here, folks. Glad to have you here. Elflower one stars. Give my winning to Candy at Scarlet Baddest. Yeah, so. <laughs> That's funny. It'll eventually, all roads eventually end at Candy, right? <laughs> um, Gary's Aquatics. Can we just skip the giveaway? And you can just ship them out to me? <laughs> yes, of course, for a price. What am I selling them for? I, it's a pretty reasonable price. I think they're like $6.50 each. Let me look. Um, Battis. Yeah, $6.50 each for like well acclimated, not fresh import, doing really well, rock solid Battis. I, I think that's a good price. So we can do that, Gary, for $6.50 each. No problem. Max. Are your scarlet baddest finicky eaters from experience? These little fish can be frustrating to feed. They're not finicky if they're eating live and frozen. But Dario in general, the entire genus, whether it's uh, scarlet baddest or black tiger baddest or whatever, they're micro predators. So they are not used at all to prepared foods. That being said, um, I did have someone reach out in the comments on the video I released earlier today and say that they had theirs eating tetragranules. So it can be done. You can transfer them to flakes and pellets and granules and stuff, but it takes a while. So right now they're eating frozen and live. So if you buy them, have frozen brine shrimp, frozen cyclops are great. Um, frozen bloodworms on occasion, although the frozen bloodworms get the mini ones. They have small mouths, these fish. Um, if you can find uh, like little um, what, um, cyclopes, stuff like that is great. All those small frozen foods. And I also feed them baby brine shrimp and uh, scuds and stuff like that. But yes, you're right. If you mean, if by finicky you mean, will they eat flakes? No, mine are not eating flakes and they're not eating pellets. I'm working to train them to that but it's going to take a long time. I, I have never, that I can recall, I've never successfully switched Scarlet Baddest over to flakes and pellets. Um, but since I've heard some other folks have, I'm going to keep working at it. And maybe in three months, <laughs> right when I'm about to, to sell the last one, they'll finally do it. I don't know. But yep. Edward Rodriguez Maybe time to separate new world and old world cichlids. Just a suggestion. I'll look into that, um, Edward. I know that guppy thing works because I did it earlier, but. <laughs> so I just stormed the front with all the confidence in the world and realized, oops, I don't have my armor. <laughs> That's what happened there. <laughs> yeah, Edward, I'll, I'll look into that and I'll see what those numbers are. 
if they're if it's getting too clogged, it very well might be time to do that. Um, small fry aquatics. I finally got clarity on how far off the grid you live. Yes, new customer in Rawlings, Wyoming. In working with my shipper, apparently we need an airplane, a truck, a canoe. <laughs> <laughs> and Conestoga Wagon and the Pony Express. Don't forget the Pony Express. This is Wyoming. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm lucky because I live in the big city in Wyoming. It's Sheridan and it's 18,000 people. That's the big city in this, in this section of the state. Yeah, blows my mind. <laughs> All right, but yeah, hopefully it went well, small fry. Just remember, it's uh, it's getting pretty cold here, so heat pack it up if you're shipping to Wyoming right now. Oh, by the way, yeah, this this week um, so far things are going pretty good, but I literally woke up in a cold sweat last night worrying about the fish, just because this happens to me occasionally. You this time of year and in the spring. Just once or twice, I'll have a, a week where I'm just like, ah, and it almost always goes well. Like if you got fish, they're in the mail. I'm sure they're going to arrive fine. But there's a difference between my logical brain, which knows the statistics. And in the past, things have generally been fine. And my, I don't know, emotional or worry brain. And the thing I worry about is I'm like, okay, I put a heat pack in. I'm like, oh, but are they going to get too hot? Like, is it going to cool down before it gets to Texas? Or in the other funny thing is that like um, Thursday, when they're probably going to arrive, like Wednesday, it's fairly warm in most of the United States. Thursday, a lot of the United States is cooling down. So if they get there Thursday, are they going to be too cold or too hot? Because the weather's changing in transit. So everything's going to be fine. But every now and then that lizard brain in the back of my head just goes like at 3 a.m. And I'm like, are they going to make it? Um, so if you are getting fish for me this week, if there's fish in the mail, please do let me know how they arrive so I can stop worrying. From what I've from what I've heard so far, things are going pretty well. There have been a few packages that already made it, even though I sent them out yesterday, which is awesome. Not bad for priority. Jazzters Aquariums. Hey, hey, good to see you. Welcome. Rockford Fishkeeping. Okay. Normal version are yellow that turn black with blue and white stripe. Now, like all fish, this is the electric version. So these may be different. Yes. Yeah, sorry, ty typo. Egg spots are males. Yeah. Okay, good, good. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering if this is the, an electric blue version and that there just are no yellow. So what I have is beautiful blue fish, like some have egg spots, some don't. So I'm assuming the egg spots are males and those without are females. I don't know. But if you order them, I just want to be upfront. That's what's going on. They're totally healthy, though. They're doing amazing. Which is to be expected. I mean, Mabuna are just rock solid fish. They can, they can take a beating and keep on swimming. Not that I beat my Mabuna. <laughs> don't beat your Mabuna. <laughs> <laughs> There's another t-shirt. Don't beat your Mabuna. 
Um, all right, I'm scrolling up looking for. The comments because it jumped on me again. Sorry about that, folks. But chat does that. It just it leaps. And then I have to scroll up to find where I am. Okay, almost there. There we go. HC Aqua. Hey, Jesse, good to see you. And, and by the way, Jesse, thank you so much for all your help with uh, the, the Nightbot stuff. Um, you guys won't know this, but Jesse's been helping me outside of the chat making sure I'm doing Nightbot right and all that. I really appreciate you having your eye on that and and helping me get that dialed in and calibrated. Thanks. I appreciate it. Okay. Oh, good question. HC Aqua. Can you get in Rhinogobius? How do you, I don't, (laughs) I don't say this word out loud, the species name. I always just read it and I read it as zoo, but I'm sure it's like joie or something like that. I don't know. But the scarlet rhinogobius. Man, I, I can. And if you want them, if anyone here wants that fish, let me know. But they are seriously going to retail for like 75, 80 bucks a pair. So I a few weeks ago they were available. Like every few weeks, I can I can sometimes find them. Not all the time, but they, they come up. I haven't bought them though, just because I'm like, man, 80 bucks a pair just feels like I mean they are spectacular like I think they're worth it but I but I haven't brought them in because then I worry that I'll bring them in and a they'll not do well or b they'll do well but I'll list them at 80 bucks and people will be like 80 bucks and then I won't be able to sell them but there is one supplier that gets them in with some regularity there is another supplier that I suspect has them but there's language barriers and things. They have some amazing rhinogobias, lots of them. But, but they're pretty expensive. And without knowing exactly what they are, I'm just reluctant to order them. Um, n- not the zoo or joie, what, however you say that. I don't know. Not that one. That one, I know what that is. But um, yeah, so I can get them. They're just super pricey, which is why I haven't. Brian Neppel acquired five angelfish at three inches. I am, uh, I am unable to sex. Oh, yeah. They, so angelfish, in my opinion, you haven't really sexed them until they spawn. Um, sorry, let me finish reading your comment, and then I'll get into this. How long would it f- take for me to possibly see some breeding pairing activity to determine if I have possible pairs for breeding? Yeah. Okay. So you know this. Yeah. So, but I get this question a lot. Can you sex my angelfish? And they send me a picture. No, Uh, until they spawn and successfully spawn, you don't know what they are. And I say successfully because sometimes two females will spawn together. You'd be like, it's a pair. Yeah. But it's not the kind of pair that's going to give you, you know, viable babies, if you know what I mean. So, um, it could be tomorrow. Sometimes you get angelfish or any fish you move them to a new tank and they spawn like like within a few days just because that change of different water parameters stimulates the spawning process. It's like a big rainfall after the dry season or something, right? Just a, just different parameters kind of shocks the system into spawning a bit, cues them into that. So it could be really soon. Um, there's no way to tell. Or they could be that pair that 
take six months to settle in and then start spawning. But I would suspect if you have a pair and they're fed well and water parameters are good and they're kept warm, if you keep them at like 85 degrees, they'll spawn a lot quicker. I would guess within a month to six weeks, they'll have settled in and start doing their thing. Kayla's Aquatics, $50 super chat. Thank you so much, Bob. As you know, nothing but appreciation for you. Um, at Dan's Fish, apparently the four male apistos I got from you in January heard that breeding is pleasure. One of them is leading a nice colored, a nice school of fry around the tank. Awesome. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that. Um, I did get a second batch of those in and was trying to see if there was a female I could send you, but didn't see one. But that's awesome. Yeah, so the, the hashtag works. If you have fish, excuse me just a sec. Let me grab these. If you have fish that you're trying to breed and they just won't, just show them this. Just put this up by their aquarium. They'll be like, oh, breeding is pleasure, and you'll have a spawn right away. Bob, that's awesome. I'm so happy for you. I was afraid that they would never spawn because I couldn't find females for you. But I'm glad that it worked out. That's fantastic news. That's the best news I've had all day. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, okay. L flower one stars at Dance Fish. Is it good to separate guppies, males and females? So I think so. Whenever I can, I do. And the reason is, is it just gives the females a break. Like the males just try to breed them all day long. It's like that lady needs a break, right? Um, that being said, in the wild, like I've never seen guppies in the wild, but I've seen gambusia in the wild, which are very closely related, like mosquito fish and things. And it's the same thing. Like if you, in the weeds up on the edge of the pond, you'll see just tons of them. And the males are constantly um, spawning the females. So like... If you have 10 males and one female, yeah, separate them. She's getting way too harassed. If you have just a pair, it's probably the natural condition. Um, but keep an eye on her. If you have one male and 10 females, that's great. They're not all being harassed too much. But here's the reason I like to separate them. Because even if it's not stressing the female out or whatever, it is taking energy from her, right? She's got to avoid the male. She's trying to swim away, all that stuff. If you separate them, I feel like it's less stress for her and she can put that energy into growing. So if you did an AB test and you had a group of guppies and you left some male and female together and you took some of the females out and put them in another aquarium without males, you would notice in a few months that the ones in the aquarium without males are much bigger and much more robust. And so I like to separate them just because then I get bigger, more robust females and bigger, more robust females produce a lot more fry. And so you get better uh, yields that way. So do you have to? I don't know. But when you can, I, I think it's probably nice for the ladies. Yeah. Candy linking up the email, dan at dancefish.com. Yes, please email me if you need something. Uh, I like to answer questions about getgills.com. Uh, if you're trying to list something there or buy something there and need some help, um, or if you have questions about any of the fish I sell or any of that stuff, I'm, I'm available, folks. I'm available. If you do have a question, though, please make it specific. Um, 
I get lots of emails that are like, hey, I'd like to ask you something. And I have to respond and be like, what are you going to ask? And then I'll get a very general email back and I won't and I'll need clarification. So we're like five, six emails in before I can even do any help. If you have a question, please make it as specific as possible just so that I can in that first email, read it, know what you need and get you an answer as efficiently as possible. It just saves everyone time. Richard Crackle. Hey, Richard. It is so good to see you. Welcome. Pseudotrophius johani or melanochromus, whichever it is, is the one that starts yellow. Oh, wait, are there two? Now I'm confused. I thought Pseudotrophus was the old genus name and it had been updated to melanochromus. That's what I thought, Richard. I'm going to have to dig into that. Again, it's been 10 years since I've messed with Mabuna. So my brain is having trouble updating. <laughs> Carrie Yellen, if they are from Asia, they could have been hormoned. Oh, that's a possibility. I'll have to look at their, at the source country. Oh, I hope not. I, I hate it when I get hormone fish, but yeah. Yep. Nocturnal Aquarist. Any tips on setting up a Tanganyikan community tank? I picked up a 60-gallon tall, and I'm not sure how the hardscape should be for each species. So, yes. The, the trick with most Tanganyika fish, uh, Tanganyikan cichlids, is as many caves and rockwork and hollows and things as you can. So, make that your goal. How can I set this up so that there are as many territories available as possible? Um, I think that would be the guiding principle. So what specific territories? Depends if it's like a uh, calvus or compressiceps or something. Uh, you're going to want something that's really thin and tall, like the shape of the fish. If you're doing shell dwellers, you'll need the shells down below. But in general, pretty much any Tanganyikan cichlid, besides an open water species like a Cyprochromus or something like that, is going to really appreciate a lot of, I don't know, I say rock work, but it could be, it could be anything. However, you make a bunch of caves and nooks and crannies and crevices. So and in a tall, like if you went up the back, where's the screen? And if, this, if the screen is the tank, if you kind of went up and over and up like that, that could be cool. So, so it's kind of offset a little bit and up the back and over. That could be neat. But I would just say make that the goal. As many habitat little niches, little crannies and nooks as you can get in there. So hopefully that's helpful. But most of those Tanganyikans, they're going to want to be able to get into a little cave or little spot and disappear if they need to. And the more that happens, the more outgoing they're going to be. That's, that's the uh, ironic thing about giving fish the cover they require, then they get a lot less um, shy. Now, that's not necessarily true for nocturnal species like some of the plecos and things, because during the day, they're just in the cave. <laughs> Sometimes they come out at feeding, but in general, that'll really help you out. So nocturnal, of course, I hope that's helpful. That's very general. Um, Fish Tropic, I, I did a Google search on that and uh, it was like, oh boy, I don't know if I wanted to see this. 
<laughs> but now I know what that is. Tony Resendez. Do keyholes go after mystery snails? Um, I think most fish will go after snails if they are not familiar with them. Because you got the snail out of the shell and it's got its little antennae things up, right? Whatever they're called. And the fish sees this little worm type thing, the little antennae up there, and it's going to go pick at them. In my experience, though, generally, I found that the snails react real quick to that and suck into the shell, right? And after a few times, the, um, the fish learns that it's not worth it and kind of starts leaving them alone. That's not true of all species, but I haven't seen keyholes go after snails more than most other species or anything. So I would suspect that if the snail is new or the fish is new to the tank that has snails in it, that it would probably stop going after them um, after a few attempts, after a few days. I've never tried it though, Tony, not that specific combo, but that's, that's my uh, instinct of what would happen there. New Mexico aquatics. Actually, I think, yeah, my keyhole cichlids are in with ram's horn snails and they're all doing fine. Um, I mean, that's a different snail. That's much smaller, but they're doing great. Okay, now I can get to little Bobby. New Mexico aquatics. I set up a Tupperware with mesh bottom in a large tank, going to put in a reverse tree of cherry barbs. Good. How many days should I leave them? What time of day might they spawn? So they're generally going to spawn in the morning. Not always, but generally in the morning. So what I would do is uh, make sure the females are nice and fat and conditioned once they are, or just one female. I guess you're doing a reverse trio. But once the female's ready... Uh, put them in there the evening before you want them to spawn, like an hour before lights out. And then in the morning when the light turns on or when the sunlight comes in the window or wherever they are in the house, um, that's often a trigger. Now, not always. I've had them spawn mid-afternoon or, or any old time, but that's that's often what happens with egg scatterers like cherry barbs, but I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're still working on it. And I hope it works for you this time. I can't wait to hear how it went. Sorry. My lips are dry. Winter time, the furnace kicks on and like just sucks all the moisture out of my face. Um, fish keeper Cole. I have a 29 gallon that needs a centerpiece fish. I have five quarries in it currently. I assume you're asking what would be a good centerpiece fish. Um, 29 gallon. Man, I think some of the peaceful cichlids would be fantastic. So I think of centerpiece fish in two ways. The first is a group of cichlids, some of the apistos, maybe some Bolivian rams, um, something like that. Nothing that's too big, but, but like something that gets two to four inches, maybe a keyhole cichlid. Those are going to get about three inches or so. I, I think the geophagus would just get too big for a tank like that. But, but something like that, peaceful fish. That's kind of like a big fish that can be a showpiece. But I often think there's missed opportunities. I think when we think of fish as I need one big or two big fish as the, as the centerpiece, we forget that a tight schooling group of fish can make an awesome centerpiece. So something that could be really cool is a big group of like glass catfish because they school really tightly. Man, that would look fantastic. A big group like African glass catfish 
they school more tightly in more mid water than uh, the Asian species. And they get a little bigger and a big group of those would look fantastic. But you could also do a big group of tightly schooling like Bararis species, um, exclamation point rasboras, chili rasboras, strawberry rasboras, those, those kinds of small little Bararis genus fish. They school tight enough that you could have a good effect. Um, yeah, any of the other fish that kind of really school together would be another option. So I would say a large kind of peaceful cichlid or a group of small fish that schools tightly. What else could be neat? Oh, gouramis. Pearl gouramis are fantastic. They grow five to six inches and they have amazing colors. They're hardy. They're peaceful. Pearl gourami would be an amazing uh, centerpiece fish for that size of aquarium. Um, that's what I got for you just kind of off the top of my head. Chewy LTD, the aggression level of Melanochromus is one of the big factors. The Melanochromus genus is not the friendliest fish in the Mabuna family. Good luck. Why not try to auction them? Oh, I auctions are a ton of work. I'm just going to list them at a really low price, Chewy, and, and hope they sell quickly. And if it comes down to it, maybe I'll auction them. But um, there's some extra steps in auctions that I just rather avoid. Um if possible. But yeah, Melanochromus are pretty aggressive. Thankfully, from what I remember, Johanna are less aggressive than some of the others. Like, is Erotus one of those? I think Erotus is the real killer of that group, if I remember right. If it's in that group. <laughs> 175 watching. That's amazing. Our, I think our record is something like 178. We're at 176. If we could, 177, if we could break this, is that right, uh, Kayla's Aquatics? I think it's 178. 180. Boom. Look at that. 181. Ow. <laughs> this is great. Um, I think we just set a record. Kayla's Aquatics would have to confirm that because I don't remember, but I think it was like 178 was the record. All right. Skipper's Aquariums. Alex's Fish Room. Thank you, Thomas, for bringing this to my attention. Sorry, I missed it, Alex. Breeding and keeping snakes. <laughs> okay, what? Breeding and keeping snakes, breeding white clouds with all green fins. Is that possible? Well, if you're doing it, it's possible. I've never seen a white cloud with all green fins, but I haven't seen all white clouds. And there are different color morphs coming out of white clouds. I wouldn't say all the time, but people are breeding different lines and things. They're also occasionally discovering different species of white clouds. So is it possible? If it's happening, it's possible. Man, make a video, share some pictures at the uh, Get Gills Facebook group. I'd love to see that fish. For those that aren't a member, if you're looking for a friendly um, Facebook group that has a lot of, I would say, knowledgeable hobbyists in it, but also some beginners and stuff, but it's not a group where you're going to go and be like, oh, this is like, all super beginner questions like how do I cycle an aquarium and stuff like that. Um, Get Gills on Facebook is, I think, a, a good group. It's um, It's got something for everyone. If you're a beginner, come and ask your questions. That's totally fine. But most of the people in that are have some you know knowledge and are asking questions that might be more interesting to folks that are a little more advanced in the hobby. Now, please don't feel like you have to be advanced in the hobby to join the group. You don't. You can ask any question you want. But I've been in many Facebook groups and often I just like 
get burned by, I'm like, this is the 10th time this week I've answered how to cycle an aquarium, right? So it's just nice to have an option, I guess. Um, also, it's a good place if you have good experience is with sellers on Get Gills to talk about it or bad, talk about it. Or if you're a seller and you have like a horrible experience with the buyer, you can reach out and be like, hey, any of you other sellers here having troubles with this person? Um, and if five people are like, oh yeah, I had a real problem, then we know. Um, and if no one else has had a problem and they've ordered a bunch, then it's like, okay, this is just an off thing. Don't worry about it. Like, it's just, it's just an informative place to be. 182. This is fantastic. 182 watching. Thanks everyone for being here. Great to have you here. Mega Mindy Lou, my new video this week on large pleco in the San Antonio river. I know friends have told me they removed them. You can clearly see the guys cleaning the walls of the river. What happens if we left them? Well, once they're in, um, it's, it's like Florida too. Once they're in at any kind of population mass, I don't know if you do eradicate them and you try, but can you ever get every last one? It's really hard. To, that's why they're called invasive. And this is why it's so important to not release fish into the wild. Um, once they're established, eradicating them can be nearly impossible unless it's like just in a closed system that doesn't connect to any other water system then you can drain it or poison it or other horrible things and you might get lucky but um no like the carp in the mississippi they're there to stay the plecos and all the cichlids and things that have been introduced into florida they're there to stay like they're it, they're not going to be eradicated. Maybe someday uh, a scientist or researcher will come up with a way to target the DNA of a specific species and eliminate it. But we are not that that's science fiction at this point. Right. That's not happening that I've heard of. Not successfully. So, yeah, it's just a tragedy. It's horrible. Noob Fubu. That's what I'm going with. How much do you actually charge for shipping fish? Well, if you order um, $100 or more, nothing. It's free. If you order, if I can ship them in a small box, I can fit about six small fish bags in a small box. It's $15. I can fit about 12 in a medium box for 20. And I can fit about 20 in a large box for 25. So 15, 20, or 25, depending on the size of the box. And uh, very rarely, there's a larger box I can send for about 30, 35. But by the time you filled that larger box, you're over 100 bucks. So shipping's free. So $100 or more, it's free. So it just depends. Now, if you ever want to check on Get Gills on the price of shipping, um, add stuff to the cart and go to checkout, and it'll show you the shipping options. Uh, let me show you this, actually, for those that don't know the site well. So just real quick, let's say I want to buy some fish, okay? And I'm going to add an Oscar <laughs> and a Bucktooth Tetra, because those will get along. <laughs> Agara and um, some plants. If I go to checkout... Now it tells me how much. And the reason 
it won't tell you until checkout is it, the system doesn't have enough information to know all the shipping possibilities until you've added all the items because some items can combine with others and things like that. So here for so here you have two options for Amps Aquatics. You could do this one for 14 bucks and it's 97% empty. So you could add more in to make it even more full or you could do this one for 50 bucks. So there's a couple options on how that store will ship. For this one, there's only one option. So you just click that one and check out. So anyway, um, that's how you can check on GetGills what the shipping is. And I'm sorry, there's just no way at this time to know until you check the cart because the system doesn't know all the options until it knows you're done adding things to the cart. Because then it has the information to say, okay, these compare together, these can't. So these are the shipping options that you have to choose from. Gary's Aquatics. Yeah, that was me who got my baddest eating tetratropical color granules. So Gary, was there a trick you used to transition them or did they just kind of pick it up or were they already eating um, granules when you got them? Like, help me out, man. <laughs> so here's how I usually transition fish. The morning feeding, I'll feed them whatever I'm trying to get them to eat that they're not eating yet. And I'll feed them a very small amount because I know they're not eating yet and I don't want to pollute the water. And then for the afternoon or evening feeding, I'll, lead the, I'll feed them something that they are eating so they don't starve on me, right? And I just keep doing that. And what I found is usually the species after, sometimes it takes months, but usually the species after a week or so, will have started like eating the food that I want them to eat. Sometimes it takes a little longer. But Battis Battis and Dario Dario are two species that I haven't been successful at doing that. It doesn't mean that I can't do it. It just means I've sold out of them before I you know, was able to do it. So that's how I do it. If you have a, another method that worked for you, I'd love to hear it. Joe Coffee 9476. The guppy thing works for me. Cool. As in separating the females. Fish tube, the guppy listing was right. Oh, the it was right in front of me. See? It's just a new thing, so I'm not real familiar with it. Okay. So it's here. The guppy group. Where? Oh, there it is. It's just not under G. That's interesting. So we need to alphabetize it so it's up here. I got to like goldfish and was like, hey, where's the guppies? Thanks. There it is. All right. So here's all the guppies in their own section. Thank goodness, because there's a lot of them. Thanks for in this posting, but guppies, by the way, can you ever have too many? And then here's all the other live bearers. And there's some super cool ones on here. Um, there was another one. I think there's Xenotokas on here. Dodroy. Let me see. I, I switched because I don't want you guys to get like a headache while I browse. There we go. So yeah, there's Amica Splendens and Xenotoka Dodroy. Both awesome, awesome species. Who's that from? DTM1254 has those. I've got the half beaks. Those are cool. There are some neat Hetrandria Hetra Formosa here as well um, from Wakivia or Wakiva. Sorry, Wakiva. Aquatics, I'm guessing. Hey, thanks for bringing that up about the guppies. I, 
<laughs> I was like embarrassed. I got there and I'm like, wait, it worked before. I just didn't realize where it was. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. All right. All right. Now I know. Rockford Fishkeeping. For sure want Johanai getting tanks set up for them now. Awesome. I mean, I, I can't remember the price that I'm going to sell them for, but it's somewhere like four bucks or something, which I feel like is a spectacular price for that fish. I have to look again at what my costs were. Um, but I'm not going to make any money on them. I'm just going to be like, didn't mean to get those. Let's move them to someone who can keep them long-term and will love them. Max, I've had some success feeding Rapashi to Battis. Awesome. Awesome. That's good to know. Um, I haven't. Well, I take that back. So I did have a group of Battis, um, and there were like two left, two or three left in the tank for like a year. And I sold them all. So I stopped feeding frozen and live foods as much because I put in another fish that eats flakes and pellets. And then after a few months, I saw, oh, there's a Battis in there. And I got in there and there were like two or three in there that I hadn't seen that were just hanging in the tank and I didn't know. And they must have been eating flakes and pellets at some point because they were fat and robust and happy. And so um, I guess I have had Battis Battis eat some stuff, but but I didn't know I had done it. I didn't transition them on purpose. So <laughs> I'm not sure how it happened. Richard Crackle library category still has quite a few guppies in it. And do we want endlers? So I, yeah. So the, the, the AI, if you will, the, the database that we sort through, um, we've got to do a little cleanup on it, I think. And I thought about the endlers. I, I don't know. I'm torn. Um, cause technically under endlers aren't guppies, but they're so similar. I could use some feedback on that. What do you guys think? Do you, do you guys want the endlers put in the guppy category? Is that where you would go naturally to look for endlers? Or should we keep them in the library category? Jonathan and I talked about this. And I was like, no, let's keep them separate because they are, in fact, different fish. But if you guys are like, no, when I go to look for endlers, I'd go to the guppy section. Let me know because um, maybe we do need to switch them. It's a good question, Richard Crackle. Michael Wentworth, how many Ivan Stoffi do you have available, males and females? Save some for me. Yeah, I think I have males and females. And I have, let me look here. Um, I'm going to say around 100. Probably around 100 of them available. I, it's impossible to count them, but <laughs> I, I didn't really lose any. So there should be about 100 there. Jess Shrimp Granny. Hey, Jess Shrimp Granny. I, um, I believe I caught a video of yours the other day. Anyway, uh, like a live stream. It was going, I think I was lurking in it. Yeah, I believe I did. Um, my Akara and Garamis arrived safe and sound. Awesome. A day early. Thanks so much. Glad I ordered the Akaras when I did. Yeah, well, 12 bucks for Akaras at that size is, is a good deal. I'm glad they arrived safe and sound. And pearl garamis, I know they aren't the rarest fish in the world, but man, are they beautiful and peaceful and awesome. So I hope you enjoy them. Thanks so much for ordering. And if you need anything else, I'm around. Oh, man, chat jumped. It did that jumpy thing. 
Sorry, folks. Hang on, I'm scrolling. I'm looking. All right, we are at 8.04. I'm going to pick up the pace a little bit so that I am not so far behind when we finally get to the uh, drawing for the giveaway. Oh, the, the top comment I can see is Dolly Vigil saying, can I put one pea puffer in a community tank and will they eat the snails, common snails? Yeah, in my experience, they will. Absolutely. Um, but can you put a pea puffer in a community? Ooh, I would say you can, but have a plan B ready because you might get one of those aggro pea puffers or you might get one that is totally chill. And there's no way of knowing that until, um, oh, I missed some super chats. Ooh, I better get to those. Just a sec, I'll try to do that. There's no way of knowing which, which personality you have until you try it. A safer thing for, for um, snails, if you're trying to get rid of snails, might be some loaches. Zebra loaches are great at eating snails, and they're peaceful. They don't get too big. Just one more fish with Josh Spink. Found marbled crayfish babies today, at least. Hey, awesome. Congratulations. That's fantastic. Thanks for the super chat. Sorry I missed it before. I must have been, like, switching screens or something. Um, I thought I saw another one that I missed. Hopefully I can catch it in a second. If not, if chat won't let me see it, then I, I apologize. I must be way far behind in the chat. And thank you for the super chats. If you left one and my chat jumped so far that I simply can't get to it, I apologize. I never want to do that. I am very grateful for all the super chats. Always appreciated. Never required, but they do make my wife super happy. Richard Crackle, yes, there are two species of Johanna, Pseudotrophius and Melanochromus, which is... The one I think you have um, called Cyanohobobos or Electric Blue. Okay. I'm going to have to dig in some more then. I thought I had Melanochromus, but I'll check. Yeah, I'm just way out of date on my Mabuna. Congrats, says Gary's Aquatics. Why, thank you. Richard Crackle, Erotus, and the Bumblebee cichlids are the tank killers. Both are Melanochromus. Yeah, I, I know I know Bumblebees. I remember Bumblebees and Erotus. Oh, man. Oh, man. Bloodbath. Bloodbath. Ugh, Aquatics. Are you familiar with very large swordtails that are red and have green swords? Um... No, I'm familiar kind of with the vampire one that has black on the edge of the sword, but a large red sword with green, red on the body, green on the swords. No. Is this a wild type or a, or a morph? But I don't think I've seen that. It doesn't ring a bell. Fishkeeper Cole, thank you for your help. I think I'll do Pro Garami or Bolivian Ram as a centerpiece fish. I think I'll also use your suggestion of chili rasboras too. Cool. Um, in that case, the pro garami might be, get big enough to eat chili rasboras. I think the Bolivian ram would be a lot safer. Um, what I would definitely do, though, is get the chili rasboras first, get everything settled, and then introduce the um, Bolivian ram last. Because even if a fish is peaceful and doesn't tend to eat small fish, if you put in new fish that are small and they do that thing when they first get in a new tank where they dart around, 
that's like total I am here to be eaten behavior. And even a peaceful fish will often go and attack them at that point. So get everything else settled before you get the um, Bolivian ram. And I've never kept Bolivian rams with Bararis. So what I was really saying is Bararis could be the centerpiece as a school. Um, Bolivian rams and Bararis I haven't kept together. I think they're safer because uh, Bolivian rams tend to kind of sift the sand and stuff. But do a test first. I'm not sure if a Bolivian ram would gobble down all the chili raspberries or not if you combine them. Alien World Aquatics. Hey, good to see you. I hope that the Endlers I sent you are doing well. For those that don't remember, Alien World Aquatics won the Santa Maria Endlers. Um, when were you going to share the video unboxing of my Endlers? So Alien World Aquatics, I so Alien World Aquatics did an unboxing of the Endlers for me, sent them to me, um, was very complimentary, and I was like, this is an awesome video, I want to share it. And Alien World gave me permission to share it. And the reason I haven't yet is... I was getting and then I was like, you know what? I, that almost feels like bragging. If someone sends me an unboxing and they're like, thank you so much. These are awesome. You're amazing. You know, it makes me feel great. But then I was like, but then if I go like share this is a video on my, on my YouTube channel, is that going to sound like I'm bragging by being like, look what this customer has to say about me. <laughs> like that's, that's why alien world. So I don't want to give that vibe. So that's why I haven't shared it. I was thinking maybe on the Get Gills website would be a more appropriate or Facebook group. Sorry, the Get Gills Facebook group would, might be an appropriate place. But then I ran in the same thing. I'm like, it's going to seem like I'm just like, look at this video about how awesome my fish are. So that's why I didn't. But thanks for giving me permission to do it. I appreciate it. Richard Crackle, Melanochromus are a real mixed bag. They can get, they can be great or a nightmare. Just depends on fish and tank makeup. Yeah, yeah. I have seen it both ways. But when they go aggro, man, when a bumblebee uh, gets its panties in a bunch and decides it's going to lash out, whew. Mega Mindy Lou, the river walk is drained twice a year. Wow. I'm saying leave them and let them clean it. Oh, no, you don't want them to... to you don't want them to stay there because then the odds are that they can get out and infest other habitats that aren't drained and become a real problem. So um, the safe thing would be to eradicate the species that's invasive. But I see what you're saying. Like, it'd be nice if they were there. They're cool to look at. Keep it clean. But I think the safe thing to do is get rid of them just because otherwise there's such a risk that they could get out if there's a heavy rain and something floods or someone catches a few and is like, these are cool. And then puts them in another body of water or something. Yeah. Chewy LTD. They're talking about adding a virus in Australia, but the fishermen can make money by having tours to come down to any fish. They want to eat tilapia. It's also an invasive down there. Yeah, I know. I know Australia has some real problems with invasives. I mean, that's, that's one reason they're so tight about import and export. That's one of the hardest countries to get animals into or out of for sure. Risa Real. Hey, welcome Risa. Glad you are here. Rockford Fishkeeping. I was just looking and it seems that Johanna are now living wild in the USA. I'm not surprised. Looks like Mead, Las Vegas area in Hawaii. Ooh. Yeah, so there's some thermal springs in Nevada and in Utah where um, 
There's cichlids in them. In fact, there's one lake in Utah that's a thermal lake that they actually like sell scuba diving sessions where you can scuba dive down and look at all the cichlids and stuff. However, I have a friend that tried it and told me, you know, the water was so like turbid and cloudy that I, I didn't see much. So I don't know if it's always like that or he just wanted a bad time of year or something. But yeah, I mean cichlids are tough critters and they multiple like they multiply like crazy and so yeah they can be really invasive so rockford um before i list those before i sell those johanna or when i list the johanna for sale i'll make sure there's a video linked to that listing so you can see what you're actually gonna get since i'm um so badly versed in my mabuna right now That'll, that'll probably be helpful. Gary's Aquatics. For the first few weeks, I fed them blood worms. So we're talking about um, uh, getting Dario Dario to eat tropical granules. But only once a week. For the first few weeks, I fed them blood worms once a week. Then in between the regular feeding, I gave them crushed tropical granules. I had to crush into a fine powder. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. So maybe if I crush up like some PEE mysis pellets or something like that, that stuff tastes so good to fish that maybe that'll get them to switch. Thanks, Gary, for sharing. Medina Aquatics, any plans to get more epistogramma in soon as possible? Pairs available. So Medina, Friday I will have um, epistogramma panduro and uh, epistogramma agazizii available. I can't sex them. If you want them sex, then leave a note at checkout uh, when you check out at the store and I'll do my best. Like I'll try to get one that has some yellow in it that's hopefully female and one that doesn't that's hopefully male, but I'm, I really can't guarantee it. So if a pair is the goal, I would suggest getting six or so just so that when they do finally color up and sex out fully, that you, the odds are you'll have a pair or two in that situation, but I'm not good enough at epistos to sex them until they're really colored out. Gary's Aquatics. Then once I saw the first one eating it, I stopped giving them blood worms. Once they got hungry enough, they decided to eat it. Hope it helps. Yeah, that is helpful. Um, I'll keep trying and maybe I will like skip a meal every now and then. I have two tanks, so I could skip a meal on one tank every now and then just to try to get them switched over and not the other one, just so the other one stays fat and healthy so you aren't getting shipped, you know, skinny fish. I just made it to just one more fish with Josh Spinks. Super Chat, thanks again for the $2, Josh. Appreciate it. Alien World Aquatics, endlers should have their own section. Oh, I, I don't think there's enough just endlers to have, like, their own group. So once we do have enough... Then, then I'll give them their own group. I'll review that, though. We kind of only looked at the guppies. I didn't really dig into the endlers. It was kind of hard to see with them all mixed together. But um, if there are a ton of endlers, then I'll give them their own group. But I don't want to have a group that only has like – if it only has like 15 in it, that's not – like that feels very sparse for a category, right? So right now the question is, should the endlers be with in the library section or the guppy section? And then when the endlers grow to we have a ton, and I'll check if we have a ton right now, we'll make their own group. But I'm assuming we don't. I'm going off, you know, I'm going off memory here, but um, I'm assuming we don't. So I'm wondering which of those two groups 
libraries or guppies would they do better in? But thanks for the um, thanks for the comment, the input. So other people said endlers are endlers. Yes, fish tropic, they are indeed. <laughs> so helpful, fish tropic. <laughs> Put endlers in the guppy section. Reels, yes, endlers, guppies, same things. Um, guppies and endlers, live bear one, wild type. Yeah, so Jay Adams, live bears, wild type, bear. Yeah, so getting getting to that point is of breakout, I feel like we'll get to. But when we've only got five or six wild type live bears, like those Nezis or um, My Eye Swordtails and Xenotoka and stuff, um, I feel like that's not enough to, to make it its own group. I feel like we need, I don't know, maybe 15, maybe 20. I'm not sure what the cutoff is. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's like, no, that's hard to navigate. Even if the group only has three in it, we want it. But but then we get lots of so many different categories with almost nothing in them. I feel like that's frustrating. Annalie, tanks keep separate. Are you asking about the gup? Was that for the guppies? I'm not quite sure what that means, Annalie, because it's been a while. I'm real behind, but I'm sure it made sense when you posted it. <laughs> um, okay. We are at 818, so we'll get to the uh, giveaway here pretty soon. I've promised my mods we're going to start wrapping up at like 830. Um so they don't have to be here all night. And so I can get upstairs and tuck in my kids before it gets too late. Bathyphila, I like endlers to be in the guppy section, especially because most endlers in the hobby are really hybrids. Okay. Edited category to guppies and endlers. Yeah, okay. I think that's the... I think the consensus is for now, if they're going to be in either live bears or guppies that they go down with guppies and maybe it's guppy slash endler. Yeah. Okay. Got it. And I hear you, everyone that's like, no, we need more categories with different, you know, to separate things out more. I hear you. Um, as categories grow, we will separate them out. Gary's Aquatics. I don't think endlers should be together, but you're right. So, okay, yeah. So a purist, right, would keep them separate then. I, I hear that. Separate, in my opinion, Bob says. Damien says. Okay, let me look in and see how many endlers there are. If there's if there's enough to merit their own category, we'll just do that right now. Um, let's do this together. Why? No, no, I want to get to all the questions and we'll run out of time. So I'll do that on my own time. Um, but thanks, everyone, for the feedback. I really appreciate it. Don't put endlers in the guppy category. We're kind of all over the place with the responses. Free the endlers! <laughs> Dolly Vigil. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I thought they were endler guppies. A lot of them are the uh, the Zen ginger, but endlers is, are actually a different species than guppies. They're very similar, but actually a different species. But a lot of the endlers in the hobby are crosses between endlers and guppies. A lot of the guppies are too, frankly. Pugamus Maximus, do you have a pug dog? New endler category. All right, let me, I'll, I'll get into that. The Fish Tank Barn, five bucks. Hey, Mike, thanks for being here. Thanks for the $5 super chat. Hashtag save the endlers. 
<laughs> Free the endlers might become a t-shirt. <laughs> Along with get jacked in a picture of a Jack Dempsey. All right. Rockford fish keeping, put the endless with the guppies and split cichlids into African. Yeah. So um, I've got that note about the cichlids. I'll, I'll, I'll review the cichlids and see if it's time to do that. Black Hills J, uh, TJ primarily focused. Are you from the Black Hills? If you're like a neighbor, man, if you're over in South Dakota, primarily focused on selling fish, how involved are you with your local club? And can you touch on the importance of and vast resource that a local club is for newer folks? So um, if you're asking if I'm primarily focused on selling fish, that's how I make my my living. But I like what Rachel O'Leary says. Um, she describes herself as a professional hobbyist. That's I I I copy that. I think that's the best way to say it. But yes, it's definitely how I make my living. Um, how involved are you with your local club? Well, I'm the one that started my local club. So um, was pretty involved. But the truth is, this is such a small town, so separated from any major city that we didn't have the population to sustain it. So we would get people at the meetings, but there were just a few of us. And we tended to like be together anyway and like be active in contact with each other anyway outside of the club. So there wasn't a lot of reason for an official club when we're all in communication and stuff anyway, all the time, since it's such a small group. So the club is kind of there, but it's more moved to Facebook now. Um, however, when I lived in Los Angeles and things, the local club was amazing. The great thing for a novice or a newbie that a local club has is um, the information just the lectures and things and programs or talks that are given are very informative, but also you can find mentors. If you go to the local club, likely you'll find someone in your neighborhood that keeps fish. And, and if you guys get along well, you know, then maybe you become friends and suddenly you have a mentor that you can go to as a newbie to get advice and answers from someone who's actually doing it as opposed to an anonymous person on a Facebook group or something that you're like, well, I, how much does this person know? How many times have they bred this fish? What's their setup like? Like, that's what I think is really valuable about local clubs. Also, you can often get fish there that are just hard to find in pet stores. In the auctions, you can often get things at great prices. Dolly Vigil, Super Chat of $4.99, hashtag free the endlers. <laughs> That feeling when you make it on YouTube. Well, yes. Yes. Hashtag free the endlers. You are now famous, Dolly Vigil. Thanks for the uh, super chat. Never required, but always appreciated. Makes the wife super happy. Um, thanks again to everyone that, that left, that kind of told us what you think about the endlers and guppies and lie bears and cichlid groups and stuff. I appreciate that. I'll, I'll get to thinking on that. <laughs> Madfish Diva, I have a puffer that is meaner than spit. Yeah, they all have their own personalities. Black Hills TJ, I feel like the advent of YouTube has caused people to no longer seek and utilize local clubs. I, I'm going to push back on that a little bit. I think it actually has encouraged people 
to reach out to their local club. Um, what I've seen is YouTubers generally speak very favorably about the club. What I think YouTube does is just make people have another outlet through which to enjoy their hobby. But I don't feel like it replaces clubs and things like that at all. In fact, I think it gets a lot of people into the hobby and gives them a community that makes the hobby more enjoyable. So they stay in the hobby. And if, if they're true fish geeks, they're going to want to hang out with other fish geeks. And I, I, I actually think it helps the clubs. That's, that's my instinct. I mean, I haven't done a study and measured it or anything. Um, hello, says Anthony's fishy friends. Well, hello, Anthony and your fishy friends. Alien World Aquatics, all good either way, my friend. Yeah, I just didn't want to get braggy, Alien World. That's why I ended up not posting it. Fishkeeper, but thank you for sending me the awesome unboxing. It was great to see like how they arrived and what they look like and when they colored up a few minutes later and all that stuff. I really appreciate it. Fishkeeper, Cole. In that case, I think I'll move my WCMM and Honey Grammy from my 10-gallon to the 29 and get something nano for the 10-gallon. Again, thanks for the help. It's really appreciated. Hey, you're welcome. Richard Crackle. Oh, go ahead and show the video. You deserve the brag. <laughs> thanks. I just... Like, there's something about, like, people that I'm close with and interact with all the time, like, like a lot of you guys seeing it. And then there's something about posting it on YouTube and just some random person stumbling across it that doesn't know me and just being like, who is this? Yeah. Who's this braggy guy? Yeah. Annalie, $10, two Oh five. No way. We had 205 people watching. Woo! Records are being shattered. This is awesome. That is so amazing. Thanks for being here, everyone for this little channel. That is quite the turnout. That's awesome. Annalie, thanks for throwing me the super chat of 10 bucks and thanks for letting me know. We had 205. Skipper's Aquariums, $5 super chat, new record, 205 viewing. That's awesome. That is so great. Thanks for being here, folks. Thanks for coming by and helping us grow. We've grown a lot in the last few months. It's really kind of taken off. Thanks for being part of the... Uh, Movement? <laughs> the group. <laughs> New Mexico Aquatics, do you ever carry a pistogram of Borelii? So I tried to, and they sent me steel blues. So I like Borelii, and anytime I can find them, I, at a decent price, in a decent size group, I bring them in. But the last time I did, what I was sent was steel blues instead. At least I think so. Michael Wentworth, if you want to go scuba diving for cichlids, take a real trip to Dr. Pam Chin, pretty sure she goes every year. I am not a big African cichlid guy, but she shares awesome stuff. Yeah, I know she goes to um, the Rift Lakes. I, I've never been to that, but I've been to her house and I've seen their facility. And it is just going to their fish room. It's really a fish house is, is the next best thing to scuba diving in their natural habitat. They have a ton of stuff and it's awesome. They're the nicest people in the world. Gary and Pam Chin. Chewy LTD, there are all sorts of exotic species of cichlids in Florida. Yes, yes, it's it's horrible. Jerry's Aquatic, congrats on 190. And then we got to 205. We are at 828. Okay, I'm gonna go super quick through some of these, but like super fast. 
All right. 202, right on. Seen the count go up. HC Aqua, I used Dimelin X purchase from Amazon in a liquid form to hopefully treat scuds, but the scuds just won't die. Huh. Any recommendations on dosing? Label dosing unsuccessful? I don't know. I've I've never tried to eradicate them, but they should die from Dimelin unless the batch of Dimelin you got is maybe old or something. No, that stuff doesn't expire. I don't know, Jesse. I've not run into that problem, so I've never tried it. I mean, no copper will kill scuds, but uh, copper kind of kills everything that's an invertebrate. So, and it kills plants and all kinds of stuff, but the Dimelin didn't work for you. I don't know. I mean, it's super benign to fish. So you might be able to try 50% more, even doubling the dose, something like that and seeing if it'll work. You don't have another aquarium without fish in it where you could dose test, finally see the dose that works and see if you're comfortable adding that to a tank with fish, do you? Um, that might be an option. Don't have the answer, my friend. I'm so sorry. Okay, I've got to, I'm sorry, folks. I'm going to miss um, some of your questions and comments just because it is 829 and we've got to close this down as soon as we do the giveaway so my mods can get back to their lives. Fish Room Fever, $5. Hashtag pay up, Bob. <laughs> oh, Bob's paid up in more ways than one. That guy's so supportive. Tony Resendez, $5. Keep up the good work. Hey, thanks for being here and making the work uh, possible. Tracy B, $2. I am new here and just wanted to say hello. Well, Tracy B, thanks for being here. Thanks for the $2 super chat. It's always appreciated. It's never required, but it does make the wife super happy. Okay, to the giveaway. So what we are giving away tonight, for those that don't know, are six Scarlet Battis. I have two tanks of them right now. They came in rock solid. I don't think I've lost a single one. They're an awesome batch. They're doing great. I released a video earlier today on them if you want to know more about this fish. And um, I'm just going to say, if you're going to get them, this is going to sound salesy, but this really is the batch to get. These, these guys have been so, so healthy. Um, I haven't had to nurse them back to health or anything. They came in solid. Dolly Vigil, $1.99, 210. Booyah. All right, here's the giveaway. So everyone that's entered 123 are eligible. I think I've said, let me just try something here. Okay. I think this will give everyone a chance to be in. If I disable that, does that delete people? No, it doesn't. Okay, cool. So here we go. And the winner is, by the way, after I do this, you have one minute to say, I'm here and confirm that you're here um, because you have to be present to win. It's 831. I better do this. Oh my gosh. Kayla's Aquatics, $210, hashtag it's a movement. Bob, if you were here right now, I would go all Italian and like kiss you on the cheek, my brother. Thank you so much. Now that I said I kiss Bob on the cheek, he'll probably never leave a super chat again. <laughs> $210. That is amazing. Thank you. Brenda is going to be like geek out happy when I tell her about that. That is going to make her day. Thanks, Bob, for all you do. I don't know what else to say. Just thank you. 
Sincerely, I appreciate you. All right, let's roll this. Drum roll. And the winner is Michael Wentworth. Michael Wentworth, who is one of the moderators at the Get Gills Facebook page. Michael, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there you are. You're saying 216, so I know you're here. All right. So, Michael, send me an email, dan at dansfish.com. If you can do it by noon tomorrow, that would be great. Saying, hey, I'm the guy that won your first and last name and your mailing address, and I'll send these to you on Monday. Anyone else that didn't win, um, there's plenty available at dansfish.com if you want these. I'm being a little salesman right now, I know, but this is how I make my living. <laughs> so um, congrats again, Michael Wentworth. And thanks again to my moderators. I so appreciate you all. By the way, mods, we're growing pretty darn fast. So if we get to the point where you guys think, hey, this is a lot to handle, we need more mods, like let me know and we'll take care of that or you know, whatever we need to do to make it so that it's fun for you guys and, and not a burden. Let me know. All the super chats. Thanks so much. Bob Kaler, Kaler's Aquatics, $210 super chat. I just thank you. Um, everyone that asked questions and left comments and things, thanks so much. Kept this lively. For those that I didn't get to your comment or question, I'm so sorry. There's only an hour and a half, and I I, I try to I try to get to everyone. Um, but I yeah, I didn't get to everyone and I apologize. Um and what else? Da, da, da. Oh, yeah, the lurkers. I feel you. I lurk too all the time. Thanks for being here, everyone. Appreciate you all. I will see you next Wednesday at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Have a good one. Bye-bye.